0: Our beers are brewed with the idea that they need to pair well with the food that we make. Uh, everything we do when it comes to the, the, uh, the cuisine is also just like the beer sourced locally and like our beer made from scratch our way.
1: Hey, what is going on? Welcome back to Tap That AZ, the podcast that brings you the great stories behind the Arizona craft beer scene. I'm your host, Eric Walters. In this episode, I'm going to sit down with James Swan from Craft64, and I got a special guest with me, Stefan Conchola, also known as the AZ Beer Jedi. This guy is a um, beer enthusiast from... Um, Arizona he loves Arizona beer. Uh, this guy is passionate about the beer community and um, we've been working together on some things and uh, he introduced me to James so I said dude won't you join me in this in this episode and uh, so glad that I did. Um, AZ Beer Jedi and I have been working on some pretty great things together so uh, one of the things we're working on together is Arizona food and beer. If you go to uh, in the show notes you're gonna see the link for that. Uh, right now we got a Facebook page up, but uh, basically the idea is to have this uh, this one brand where all these content creators from Arizona, uh, from the Arizona beer community, can contribute um, exclusive content to help build uh, the Arizona beer brand, just in general. So. Um, People who are passionate about beer, people who are already uh, doing some things, are going to start to contribute some exclusive content to Arizona Food and Beer. We're going to launch the website um, pretty soon. So follow us on Facebook, AZ Food and Beer, and you'll get updates as far as when um, the website's going to be out. So the plan is start off with the website, get some content, get some good articles. I got people who are writing um, some articles right now. We've got some pretty awesome people on board. we got some people who are part of some breweries, um, some owners, some uh, brewers that are really, really excited to contribute to this. And I'm really excited for them too, um, to join in on this. So this is pretty awesome. So keep an eye out for AZ Food and Beer. And um, we'll start off with the website. We're planning on having some events. We're gonna do exclusive video, um, possibly have a few podcasts. So um, it's a pretty big thing, uh, pretty big idea that we have here. So. Um, anybody out there who is interested in, in seeing what's going on um, right now, follow us on Facebook, AZ Food and Beer. Uh, also, link is in the show notes. But let's get to this interview. This is James Swan from Craft 64 featuring AZ Beer Jedi. All right, so I'm at Craft 64, take two. Uh, we just had a good three-minute conversation. The recorder wasn't on, but it's on now. You guys confirm for me, right? I
0: confirm right, right, there's right. a little red light right. above the little button with a little
1: red lights on it. Something is Perfect. flashing. Something yes, is something blinking. Something yeah. So we're good. We're good. So we're at Craft 64, 6922 Main Street. I'm East Main Street, East Street in East Scottsdale. Street in Scottsdale, in Old Town, right? Yes, sir. Yes. So I'm with James Swan, uh, owner of Craft uh, 64, and I'm with Stefan Conchola, AZ Beer Jedi, Guys, thanks for joining me. It's pretty awesome. Pretty excited to talk Cheers. to you guys. Thank you. Thank you too. for having you too. So, uh, Stefan has called James the um, Godfather of Arizona beer. Uh, I'm a little uncomfortable with that personally. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. So, well then, I'll let Stefan explain why. Why he he can do the build up for you, right? Okay, the, there the, you are. The intro, yeah, yeah. You more comfortable with that? Sure. Okay, all
2: right. <laughs> so, so in my experience, you know, I come from a small town and. Uh, a lot of the times I was always traveling back down here into the valley, going to places like, you know, a BevMo or a total wine, looking at beer that I had never had before and taking it back. So being exposed to a, a craft beer scene where there was actually more people like me and people who were doing it at a greater level was kind of overwhelming and awesome to know about. So okay. I had was introduced to James through a mutual friend. Um, was actually able to go visit James one of his last nights while he was, uh, I believe, we were a manager of the the bar there at uh, Whole Foods in Chandler. Good times. And James's name was attached to just about everything that I had heard about. You know, hand in um, the Hungry Monk, a hand in Santan, a hand in the concept at Whole Foods, which is huge. I and mean, everybody that goes to Whole Foods knows that it's a great craft beer. Oh, Absolutely. Um, and then uh, through another friend, actually a mutual friend of mine and James come to find out that James had a concept that was going to feature only Arizona beer, which has been my entire moniker. People to know that Arizona is a destination spot. You don't have to look to someplace else yeah. to get great beer and uh, I stalked him on Facebook until opening day, and I decided to form my own line after I got out of work. And it was the funniest
0: thing <laughs> in the world. Right. He stood outside just waiting to get in, and uh, I didn't know who he was at the point in time. At least not you know not well. We'd run into each other many times, but uh, you know we were busy. We had our heads in the game, and this guy stood outside, and I thought to myself. I, I thought maybe he was one of our you know, one of our contractors and I'm like, hey <laughs> man, what, what can I do for you? What do you need? He's like, I'm just waiting to get in and have a beer.
1: <laughs> and he like, was, it was, it was and, he, one was, and he was he
0: was he was number one. And I said, okay. Well hell, just come in man. Right. We weren't even open yet. There was still dust on the floors. I was in a mad rush, and I mean sweeping the floors, wiping down tables, uh, clearing up and cleaning up everything I possibly could.
1: Yeah. To things uh, and, he's, and
0: he's in the bar, and I'm like, oh, boy, this is embarrassing.
1: Right. <laughs> he probably didn't even care that. I was, I was yeah. just
2: excited to be here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I could be able to say I got the first pour. and He took, did. Took a picture behind the bar, and, you know, and every time there was something new, this, is, this was my destination. This was my own base. Yeah. Because James believes the same way I do is that ambassadorship for the Arizona beer community here. That's true, it's, and it's, it's so a big true. deal. Yeah.
0: If you, if you know, you you have to represent the, the place you live in. People right. ask me constantly, um, you know, uh, American football. What team do you support? I say, oh, well, I live in Arizona, so it's going to be the Cardinals. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And it's and this place is hyper local, and we'll get into kind of the right. details of that. I love that. Um, but backtrack a little bit. So, how did you start? Like, where did beer start for you?
0: Um, I tell you what, my my big my biggest influence in beer is Anthony Kinecki of and Company. Okay. I mean, I've been a beer geek for a long time. Uh, Not a beer snob. I should say a beer enthusiast. That's better.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like Uh,
0: that. You know, at bars I've run for quite a long time, there was always craft beer. Uh, Even when there wasn't craft beer, we had craft
2: beer right okay I'd, yeah yeah
0: you know and having said that uh you know getting hired at santan brewing company and working there was a focal point for me that really focused me because okay. it was all i did i lived it i breathed it i owned it yeah i didn't own the pub i owned the job
1: right right yeah, yeah. and you made it your own mm-hmm. that's awesome and when was this what, what year was this, this was in
0: 2007
1: okay Okay. Two
0: thousand seven. Gotcha. Uh, Santana. Yeah. When when Santana opened, obviously it was
1: in two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Boy, it was to. hard
0: for me to remember. It's right. been all the time. <laughs> it's been ten years. Yeah.
1: Crazy. Been a crazy ten years for you then, huh?
0: No. It really has been.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, um Stefan mentioned the uh, um, uh, Whole Foods concept. What, what what's that like? I mean, I, know, I understand what it is now, but what was your hand?
0: When, when I started at Whole Foods, uh, there was a bar, uh, and the beers on tap were Coors Light, Miller Lite. Sam Adams, Stella, Guinness, and Fat Tire. Uh, that was what was on tap at the bar. Yeah. Nobody used the bar, nobody went to the bar. Okay. And I had a really great manager, uh, a Frenchman called Jamon, a really good guy. Up until this day, I think he still works for Whole Foods and he's, you know, I think he's a big wig there at this point. Okay. Uh, yes. But uh, having said that, he, you know, I was stocking the beer wall and doing the beer and buying the beer for the beer wall and doing those sorts of things. And one day he looked at me and said, the bar's not making any money. Uh, no one ever goes there, no one ever uses it. It just sits there empty, it's part of my department, I really need it to be a profit center and it kind of just handed me the keys Nice. and so we began building a concept to, to, for making it better. And this hasn't, and, hadn't
1: existed before in Whole uh, Foods? Uh, no, no, uh. no I mean,
0: uh, not, not in this, not, not in the region we were in okay. anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, and, uh, so having said that, uh, we, uh, the first thing I did was I took two of the faucets off and uh dub, got double faucets so okay. now we had two more handles uh, and then we had eight handles instead of six handles yeah and it went to all craft beer all the way across
1: you took the like the miller light cores yeah all, all that, that came off yeah it thank all you. came off thank you, thank you for that um,
0: and from there on out from there on out we began marketing uh marketing tap takeovers and things of that nature yeah. and uh you know and um and just working with as many breweries as we possibly could to draw crowds and to to fill that little pub. And after a while, it became quite a profitable endeavor and the company came down and said, hey, let's put in more tap handles. Yeah. So then we built that in, and all of a sudden we went from eight tap handles to thirty-one tap handles. Wow! And my moniker and I always thought we'd get sued because of Baskin Robbins was we have thirty-one flavors. <laughs>
1: nice. Yeah. No, they <laughs> never they never contacted you. <laughs> no, like, no, no. Well, I,
0: I I didn't push it too hard, right? but yeah, I'd tell people in the pub anyway.
1: Yeah, you've got the you've got the Baskin Robbins like hitmen men like, uh, yeah, like there on yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: i I'd, I'd really love to ask a question about that setting the stage for that. We're talking about 10 years ago. In 2012, so many of the craft breweries and and the big giants that are current here in Arizona weren't even around. That's true. James, what was it like getting you say working with the breweries then, I mean, you had far less to, to work with and deal with. We a had, really good we point. We had
0: far, far less to choose from. But at the same time, there's still a lot of good beer. You know, we were working with people like Jeff Pryor, who worked for Firestone Walker, uh, and Ben over at Sierra Nevada, you know, and, and people of that nature. And then, and then of course, Ska Brewing was around, oh, gotcha. you know, which was always great beer. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'll, I'll never forget my, my, the, my, my, my one go-to uh, nitro handle was all Rasputin. Oh, wow. um, nice. And I apologize. That's North Coast Brewing. Yes, North Coast. There you okay. Are. So there was beer available. There was a lot of beer out there. It's just not that many people knew about it or were into it at that point in time. Gotcha. Although we kind of formed our own little bubble. We had this okay. little bubble of people, yeah. you know, who would come because the beer was there. Yeah. Um, and we did what we called beer class, and we would give a little education on beer, on beer itself, how craft beer was growing, and then words, of course, from the sponsor, of, you know, whoever that person was that week. You know be it Firestone Walker or be it you know be it Ska yeah. you know, they would always get up and speak and uh, kind of educate everyone just a little bit at least on their beers why they were important why it mattered why they were in Arizona okay. uh, why things were growing and why they believed in it yeah. and uh, it became a big deal yeah. and we did it very in- inexpensively because we were working on drawing a crowd building a scene making something
1: right, right. and
0: uh, before you know it beer class became became a regular thing every Friday people came to beer class yeah uh, and uh, and it, it just grew from there I, I mean, it was it was a magical thing it was a wonderful thing to have
1: Happen. yeah yeah and that was, a good, that was a good question too yeah. yeah because when I moved out I moved out here in 2007 and I think there was about half of the breweries that they have now right it's I
0: tell you what in 2010 not, I believe there were 30 breweries not in Arizona. even not even
2: half. oh really yeah, okay yeah, yeah. and yeah.
0: now they're apparently about a hundred this is
2: this is a list I got here that you guys can't see, but AZ this, beer this is a list is of right. just Every in the Phoenix area. Oh, yeah. Because I'm, I'm working on doing a comprehensive. Anybody that goes to my page will be able to see the breweries in, in, the, in, the, in the, throughout the state in different locations. But this is just here in the Phoenix area. That's amazing. And yeah. I'll tell you
0: what, just in the Scottsdale area, it's it's gotten crazy. You have great uh, craft beer bars, uh, you know, like Sip. They do great coffee and craft beer. And then you have great breweries. You have Goldwater Brewing here. My God, I don't think those guys can do anything wrong. You have McFate Brewing. I think Steve McFate might be my biggest hero. Yeah. Because not only not yes. only between he and his guys who they brew really great beer, but he's also the nicest guy in the world. Yes, that's I'm what I'm not I've the heard. nicest guy. <laughs> really, you Steve, yeah, yeah. Steve McFate is the nicest guy in the world. Well, you've yeah. been
2: acting pretty good for the last five years that I've known you. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: I want to be Steve McFate.
2: Right. You know, right. And,
0: uh, <laughs> and then and then look at and then just getting down into Tempe. Look at Paddle House and Julian and Doc down there. Look what those guys are doing. Yeah. Right. Awesome. They send their beers out to all these different. Con, you know contests and things, and my God, they win them all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, it, I mean, there's my point is, we're making really, really great beer. Right. And how about Renhouse?
1: Oh Holy man, moly. one of my favorites for sure. Um, yeah. And uh,
0: we've got We've got uh, we've got a couple kegs on from Twelve West right now. Yep. My God, those guys are killing it. Yeah. And, yeah. and this is just, I'm just focusing on breweries that are in my direct vicinity, on breweries I could walk to carefully
2: yeah. or drive to stone after a couple out. of beers, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: uh let's talk about helton yeah let's talk about helio basin these guys are all within driving i mean uh, within 10 actually probably within five miles of my pub here if not close to that right and right. they're all making be them in phoenix or scottsdale they're all making wonderful beer
1: yeah they really are and, and unique stuff too yes. like doing things that they, they're having their signatures that are like this is what we do really
2: good so right. we, we just had a beer festival here in july we're real wild and woody and I'm sure that it happened to another booth, but Ren House was the only booth that I know that long before the festival was over, sold out.
1: They were out. They were out. I remember seeing oh. that. Yeah, I was not there. I was so bummed out. But uh, that's impressive. That's impressive. It's a good problem to have. No, right? it's not, it, it, that,
0: that problem does not suck.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this place, let's talk about okay. Craft 64. I, I love this place. I love just everything about it, like the location, the building, like so, so... Story behind Well, that. let's
0: start with the building. Uh, it's the second oldest uh, uh, home in Old Town Scottsdale. Wow. It was built in 1937.
1: Second oldest second in the whole town. Second oldest in Old wow. Town here.
0: Uh, the first is two doors down. It's called the House Brasserie. They're a restaurant as well. Okay. Fine dining uh, with a French twist, amazing mixology. Okay. So I just had to plug them because they're great. Yeah. <laughs> right, uh, right. Anyway, getting back to it, um, you know, it just seemed like the right fit. Okay. Uh, it was a standalone building. It had some history here. Uh, it wasn't in a strip mall.
1: Okay, right, you know, that sort right, of thing. Which yep. made
0: a big deal to us. It was important to us to have some... To, to have to, to be in a place that mattered, to be in a place that, that, that had some value historically and right. uh, you know, just it's just it just felt it just felt like a good fit.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Parking here isn't always easy, but we forgo that one difficult issue because everything else here I think is wonderful.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a problem all across the valley. Yeah. I think parking is kind of a known Oh my god, that, downtown that, yeah.
0: Chandler, every time I go to Santana I Uber
1: because <laughs> right. I, I
0: can't find a parking <laughs> right. space.
1: Right. The park and ride, like get on the bus and yeah, like, yeah, take yeah, it you there. Are. Yeah. Yeah, so um, beautiful place, too. And, and I think it's it, it's so fitting because um, it's an old house and just the family atmosphere here. Like uh, when I came in, I was talking to Chris. Uh, Chris is one of you. he's a manager Chris here, right?
0: Chris is my manager. Yes, so
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, I had
0: to beg him to come join me oh really oh yeah, yeah I, I, I had to i had to
1: stalk him stalk him he told a different story he said he was a customer first and he loved he it was, yeah but when
0: he was he, he was absolutely he'd come in and hang out with me all the time but it was when i asked him to start looking for me that i had to that, uh, that he, yeah. i mean the guy's got things going on he's he's a great guy and he had other things to do and uh i had to talk him out of those things and it took yeah. a while
1: <laughs> right, right well he's here and he's a great yes. advocate for this place for sure um so, was it a house like when when you started? Uh, it had
0: been a few things before us. Okay. Uh, it had been a high-end linen store sort of thing, a place interior decorators might call. Okay. But it had been a it had been abandoned or not used, I should say, for for a few years before we got here. Okay. And it was in bad nick. It was in bad shape. Okay. Uh, it took a lot to get it up to code, uh-huh. uh, and uh, and we and we put the money into it. Yeah. Um, because we just felt like it was worth it. Again, it wasn't in a strip mall. Yeah, you know, and right. it was in a historic district, and it had some history itself. And we just thought, this is the right fit for us.
1: Right, right. So, so Jedi, should I call you Stefan or should I call you Jedi? What do you prefer? I call him Jedi. I answer,
2: I answer anything. If there's a beer in front of me, it, it's cool. Right.
1: But <laughs> 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 right. well, Mr. Jedi, uh, so when you first came to this place and you saw there's just this this little house, this what, what were your thoughts when you were in line? the line of one.
2: So when I came in here, <laughs> that I think that was the first thing that kind of stood out to me was that it did not feel like a, a boxed concept. Like you purchased an idea and then it was all, you know, prefabricated for you. Okay. That's my seat over there. That, that one, one right, right there. Before, yeah. Yeah. There's like when a I come that's in, that's bar stool number ten uh, that, by that, the way number 10. All right, ten? Is there a copper plate on the back that says um, Jedi? I have such A D D when it comes to craft beer, but this is this is a place that I come back to and I consider like my home base. Again, this is home for me. Yeah. Um, because it's welcoming, it's personable. Um, I can talk to any of these guys, not just James. Uh, I'm on a first name basis with everybody. And, you know, when I come in, it's, you know, it's appreciation. Well,
0: you were customer number one, <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. It's appreciation.
2: Yeah. I mean, beyond that, to, you know, right. that it's the, it's the frequency, the familiarity, and okay. it's the appreciation both ways because I've definitely been to some great places that had really good things to offer, call me a geek, call me sensitive. I enjoy being able to have a conversation with somebody mm-hmm. and then be excited about it in the exact same way that I am. And, and I get that tenfold here. Yeah. And so that, that's another thing that keeps me back other than wanting to support James and, of course, the great beer. So. Right, right. So
0: um, our beer is a local focus here, of course, and that's okay. an important part of what we do. Right. Um, we have 36 on tap all the time. And they're always local beers. Always, always, always. We, 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 we don't deviate. Uh, it's local beer. Uh, we, we brew our own. Uh, over at Sunup. Okay. uh, Right down the street here, 3rd and Camelback, uh, which has turned out to be just a wonderful thing for them and for us. Yeah. You know, they built this beautiful 15-barrel system next door to the pub, and they're over there doing what they do on a regular basis. And so the 7-barrel wasn't doing too much at the time, especially as these guys were focusing on production with White Russian, which is amazing. Yeah,
1: yes, Uh, yes.
0: And so, uh, you know, I've known Uva for years and years and years, and I put a plan together. I mean, with, you know, and I got with their, before I even presented it to them, I got with their distributor, Crescent Crown and Harold Sleeman over at Crescent and Amy over at Crescent and got with them and said, hey, I have a plan and I had the whole plan together and I strategically put the whole thing together so that it would work and so that everyone was comfortable before, uh, before, you know, really approaching, uh, even sunup to say, okay, I've got this whole thing together. Here it is. Here are the agreements. Here's how it's going to work. Here's how I promise it's going to go. Here are the people I've spoken to. And apparently quite a few people had spoken to sunup for doing, they had the same idea. did okay uh, and son had turned them all down uh, but the fact that I'd approached Uva and John their owner uh, where they a, with with a really precise plan for exactly how this was going to work uh, convinced them that uh, that this was worth taking a chance on
1: okay Gotcha. Uh,
0: From recipes to distribution to sales to marketing, I had it all together first.
1: Yeah, that's a big part, too. You're not just saying, hey, I want to do this. um, Now I need you to help me do it. Yeah, exactly. No,
0: I did all. I I tried to do as much of the groundwork as I could. Yeah. and uh, that, that was what I think enticed them to, to join us to do this. Okay. Um, the recipes are mine, that we brew, okay. uh, for the most part, other than our winter recipe last year, the Wicked Winter, which was a uh, a homage to the old Pete's Wicked Winter Ale.
1: Oh, I remember uh-huh. the Pete's, yeah. Yeah,
0: uh, because I just felt like that was one of those very first craft beers I ever tasted. Uh-huh. So for our winter brew last year, I wanted to do a homage to that, and we did. But that brew was more along the lines of what Uber likes to do. I okay. thought, wait a minute, this guy is the master at big multi-winter brews. Uh, he's he's forgotten more about brewing than I know. Of <laughs> course, I want his uh, his input. Yeah, and yeah. And uh, he helped me build that recipe. Nice. Uh, but everything else, everything else we've done so far is mine.
1: Gotcha. Okay, uh, there is an exception though, right? Of brewing at at Sunup, right? Dabina, you work with Dabina we as well. We do. We work at Dabina with yeah. the sour, the sour, uh, and, the mango pucker, and it's
0: because as many times as I tried to bend Uva's arm, yeah. he's just not willing to uh, to do sours to to let any wild bacteria into his brew house, gotcha. which is understandable. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so after after about a year of bending his arm and thinking I'd convince him, it was still no.
1: Yeah. And uh,
0: <laughs> and as luck would have it, um, a few months before we'd had a blood orange sour from Dabina on here. Okay. And it was, I think it was blood orange. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was a blood orange sour. And it was so good. And the keg sold so well that i went back to the distributor who actually was crescent crown as well luckily yeah nice. and said uh is there any left did someone not take their allocation and as it, it, it turned out someone had not taken their allocation so i took a second keg nice. which blew out like you wouldn't believe because it was so good yeah so then i thought okay these are the people i would like to partner with to do a sour mm-hmm. so i hit jared up and said hey would you like to do this together yeah and he was all in he was like why not i mean we do good sours. You want a good sour. We can do this together. It'll be great. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he contacted Uber to find out how our program with Sunup was working. Okay. And yeah. it was working pretty well. Uh, and he was all in. And it's it's been a success story as well. Uh, last year, we sold... a. a about 100 barrels of our own beer, 200 kegs, and that was in nine months with about three to four handles.
1: Okay. These yeah. days,
0: we have seven to eight handles on of our own beer on a regular basis. We're busier than we were last year, and I had the whole 12 months. Wow. So my focus is a, a good 150 to 155 barrels of beer this year. Yeah. Knock on wood, we'll see if we get there.
1: Right, right. Nice. Well, you guys are on, on track for that. Oh, yeah, we are. Yeah. Actually, we are.
0: I do the numbers, and yeah. we are. <laughs> nice
1: so what do we got here so I'm 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 just drinking the the mango pucker right now when I came in um, so we, we connected, uh, Stefan connected us, and we agreed, you know, hey, let's get together to do this podcast. So my wife and I, on a date night, we decided to come down. and, yep. uh, and You were it, sat up front over here. We did, yes. Did. Yes, yeah. we did. And I was like, oh, man, he's so busy. You were working your ass off, just running back and forth. That was a busy and night for us. That was super busy, yeah. Uh, but you, you took a little time, came over to talk to us, and and uh, kind of told you what I liked, but you were like, you got to try the mango pucker. And I was like, okay, because I'm still, I'm I'm going this way with, I'm, I'm pointing up, I'm going up with. To sours because at oh, first my, I was my, like, myself
0: as well. My wife loves yeah. sours. Uh, she's yeah. kind of she's the one getting me into sours. Okay,
1: gotcha. Yeah. Well, you're well, helping me. You got
2: me into sours. Yeah. There we are.
1: Yeah, stefana Before we started recording, was saying that uh, that him and I are similar in the sense that uh, we're kind of behind a little bit on the styles. It takes us a little bit more to get on, but uh, but the mango pucker helps. So. Thank you, and no, thank no, you, Jared no Davina, for uh, for for that too. Jared's an awesome guy. He's
0: uh, uh, yeah, they're great, and that and that beer kind of the, the, the deliciousness it is mango pucker actually kind of happened a little by accident, and I'm a little nervous that I will be able to repeat the process. Oh really? So we got okay. there, and we we, we, we we and we mashed in, and we did we, we, we ran through everything, and then uh, Morris, who was their current head brewer, and he's a great guy by the way. Yeah. Uh, Morris, uh, you know he dropped he dropped the yogurt into the uh, you know into the into the bin, and. Uh, and and got the pH down pretty low, but after dropping the mango in, uh, nothing was happening, and it was it just wasn't terribly sour, and it wasn't it was a little sweet because of all that fresh mango yeah. puree that went in. Okay. So, literally, we, we repitched all over again,
1: oh.
0: um, and we uh, and uh, the, 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 the it just took off. Yeah. Uh, it just did, and it dried the beer out to an extent that I've never tasted in an Arizona sour, okay. uh, which I which I absolutely love in hindsight. Yeah, um, and uh, and left and left the beer sour, dry, clean. Uh, with what's yet yeah, still with the hints of mango, yeah. Um, uh, because you know I've, every bit of sugar is gone. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. Right. Gone. There's no residual sugar. You right. ate everything. Yeah. Uh, and uh, just just and when 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 we first tasted it, I just thought, my God, home run. Yeah. Uh, although it took some time to get there, yeah. home run. Yeah. And now my, my biggest problem or my biggest fear is, can I do this again? Right. <laughs> can I recreate this again? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know, uh, <laughs> but Morris is amazing and guided me through the process of sours, because I'd never honestly brewed a sour in a professional manner, ever.
1: Okay, yeah. uh, And of
0: course, you know, Davina, beyond their beautiful IPAs, uh, mm-hmm. are, are becoming yeah. really known for their sours, and yeah. so they were there, and uh, really helped me with this one, and uh, pushed. You know, we pushed through, and the beer came out beautifully, and I'm really proud of it, and I'm really proud that I was allowed to do it at Davina.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, I, I love that beer, and I mean every single one of them is good. You you When we were talking, there was one that's kind of a session, but I remember you telling me that you're not a big fan of the term session, right?
0: Uh okay, frolic our pale
1: ale. The frolic pale um, ale, okay. It's
0: sixty IBUs, it's okay. about four point eight percent alcohol by gotcha. volume. And I call it a pale ale. Okay. I'm honestly not terribly fond of the verbiage session IPA. Okay. I, I don't uh, know. It just doesn't it never it never felt right to me. Okay. Uh, I felt like a marketing gimmick more than it did a, a stylistic guideline, especially when pale ale was already there. Yeah. You know, and then yeah. of course there was that term extra pale pale, which yeah. is, I guess was okay, I mean, you know, maybe that's where, maybe that's where falling belongs. Okay. Uh, but unfiltered, 60 IBUs, we're using Eldorado hops, okay. which give you this stone fruit, melony sort of bitterness. Yeah. And then we're dry hopping. This go around, we dry hop with Citra. Okay. Uh, next go around, we're dry hopping with mosaic because honestly, I can't get my hands on any Citra.
1: Oh, uh, really? Is that hard yeah. to get? Yeah, it's, it's a hard hop- It's uh, so right.
0: difficult to get. Okay.
1: Gotcha. So And what else? We got cucumber. Uh, Mr. Big is our our
0: summer seasonal. It's a cucumber wheat ale. uh, And as a backbone for the cucumber, we're using a little bit of lemon and pear. Ah, Uh, interesting. And, you know, cucumber is fun, but it's it's thin. It needs a backbone. Right. Uh, Hence the lemon and the pear is a backbone for the cucumber. Okay. Uh, And I wanted a citrus twist to this beer, especially being that it's a summer beer. Yeah. And it just seemed like it worked out perfect. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, that's really uh, good and you serve it with a cucumber a little We slice do we of serve cu- it with a cucumber garnish. A slice of cucumber, uh yeah. number
0: three in Phoenix Magazine's top ten summer beers for Arizona this year.
1: Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else we got here? I mean, we got, we got a huge tap list. I love it. And every single thing is, is, is local.
0: It's local Arizona. Um,
1: but uh, you got the Hop Life. The Hop Life, is that a newer one? Uh, Hop Life is our newest newest IPA. Okay. Although not brand new these days.
0: our newest IPA. It's an East Coast style, although not a Vermont style. Okay. Um, I know. People are going to get mad at me. But I don't like the juice box style. Uh, I don't, gotcha. don't want I to drink a beer and feel like I'm sipping on a Capri Sun. <laughs> <And> <laughs> right, right. I'm, not, I'm not taking the piss on anyone else who's having uh, success with that style. God bless you. Right. But I wanted to brew mine a little bit differently. Okay. Yeah. So I began actually with the malt bill from my smooth operator, pulled out the Munich, replaced it with Vienna. Um, and then used Falconer's flight, uh, you know, which is a which is a West Coast hybrid okay. and mosaic. Uh, which, you'll, which of course you find a lot of mosaic and a lot of in a lot of the in a lot of, the, uh, a lot of those East Coast styles. Gotcha. And then I also up the IBUs and the alcohol by volume. We're at with okay. hop with with with, with hop life. We're at about 75 IBUs. Okay. And, and about seven and a half percent alcohol by volume, which is a little more on each on each part than than you, than those standard East Coast styles. I just wanted mine to be a little bit different yeah. because it just seems to me that everyone is brewing that same beer when it yeah. comes to that East Coast style. And yeah. fact, I just wanted mine to be a little different maybe encourage other people to brew theirs just a little bit differently as well. Uh, The juice box thing is fun, but I just wanted mine to be a little different than that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, good for you for doing that, too. I want
2: to to piggyback on something, And that's, I think, a very important component about what James does here. Uh, I've had conversations with him because in this craft beer world, we're always chasing, you know, us hardcore geeks, we're chasing these. There's only 20 bottles of this. This came from the you know, the unicorn dust of a <laughs> dragon that was, you know, 2,000 years old and a barrel for this long. Yeah. You know, and we're all stalking Facebook, oh, yeah, yeah. you know. I
0: call it. that, I call that barrel-aged monkey boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: <laughs> unattainable a bottle.
0: Oh, yeah. I, yeah. And yeah. I've asked James, like, what do you think about this,
2: or when are you going to do that? He's like, ah. Oh, the the best concept, I think, is that it's returning craft beer truly to its roots, okay. that it should be enjoyable. It should not be off-putting. Um, so many people who maybe don't like IPAs, they can come in here and his beer is drinkable. Yeah. It's full of flavor and it's, it's not polarizing in any way. And it's the perfect beer for pairing with the food that's here. And ultimately, for the sake of, of the, this again, this concept of craft beer ambassadorship, this is what's starting people. They try it here, and then they're going to want to go and say, oh, I like this IPA, Craft64, let me try this. It's the ultimate gateway yeah. to get people into it.
1: Right. That's a really good point. Yeah.
0: And, you know, and it is because you know our beers are really brewed with a different mindset than many other breweries are. Uh, at least I think so. I'm imagining so. Our beers are brewed with the idea that they need to pair well with the food that we make. Mm. Uh, yeah. Everything we do when it comes to the, the, uh, the cuisine is also just like the beer sourced locally and like mm. our beer made from scratch our way. Yeah. Uh, we make our own mozzarella in our own kitchen. There does not exist a freezer or a fryer in this building. Mm, well, uh, God, interesting. There's no yeah. microwave in this building. Yeah. It's all good, fresh, locally sourced food to go with our good, fresh, locally sourced beer and, of course, our own beers. Yeah, it's a deliberate It's a, it deliberate it's a connection. Deliberate, it's a deliberate connection and a deliberate need to pair and make sure they work well together.
1: Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. And they do. And that, that was well, a good segue. thank you very, very much. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. from my
0: smooth operator, which is our West Coast style, you'll find it has a little bit of balance. It's not just... It's not just hops, 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 hops. Yeah. No, I'm not saying we don't have a crowd that love their hops, because they do.
1: Yeah, 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 uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You
0: know, and there's nothing wrong with that at all, because I love mine.
1: Mm. Right, right. Uh,
0: <laughs> right. But we brew with just a slightly, I think, different idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, a lot of this, you know, uh, from my, and I want to get back to Anthony and Santana when I worked there for a minute, if you don't mind. Sure, absolutely. Because a lot of my lessons kind of came from Anthony Kineckia and Santana Brewing Company. Okay. Uh, Anthony was always focused on brewing quality beer first, yeah. uh, uh, you know, as opposed to to just 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 brewing a hot monster or just brewing something that that that, uh, that 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 might just excite a few people he was really into making sure that his beer worked well for his pub for his crowd for the food he made uh, and 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 for and for the way he liked to brew as
1: well okay and yeah. a
0: lot of my lessons or a lot of my my thought process when it comes to the way we brew our beers and what they're for come from the lessons I learned from Anthony
1: okay yeah well and putting your own your own personality into it and your own like right. well this is I know this is kind of what hot, what's hot or whatever the trend right now but I'm going to I'm gonna do yeah. how I want to create this beer and, and still know, make awesome beer. No, absolutely. And, we, yeah. and
0: when it comes to hop life, you know, we've taken it. You know, we want to make sure people know it's not a Vermont style. We call we'll call it an East Coast style. Okay. But it's it's not a juice box. as right. As a lot of people. like Mimosas. To to some these of them
1: beers. taste like mimosas. Like I, <laughs> I love a mimosa <laughs> time and place, and, right? But <laughs>
0: uh, now, now my personal belief is there's a time and place for absolutely every beer. Yeah. Uh, I like to call. I like to refer to myself is is what you might refer to as. A recovering beer snob.
1: Okay. Uh, uh, interesting. You, you were know, talking about that before. Yes.
0: Or consider themselves alcoholic. They're always, according to the government, anyway, in recovery. Right. All right. You know. Right. You know. So I am a recovering beer snob. Okay. Me, there were days back in the day, you know, in the early Whole Foods days, where I was a little crummy about those things. Ah. Uh, uh, okay. And I sure. shouldn't have been, honestly. I've <laughs> learned my lesson. Yeah. And having said that, I would rather refer to myself as a beer enthusiast. Having, mm. and there is a time and a place for every. beer Beer. Mm-hmm. I don't care what it is and where it comes from. There is a time and a place for every single beer in the world. Uh, now, having said that, uh, I do want my East Coast beer to be a little different than what I feel like everyone's brewing.
2: Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that's and that's really the spirit, though, of the craft beer revolution itself. Is because if everyone did the same thing, you know, how interesting would it be? So I mean, it takes it takes basically the. I don't know if I can say it. You can the, say balls. The, let's say you the can balls, say balls. The balls yeah, to do yeah. it, you know. <laughs> and and James is not afraid to like challenge somebody like who, again, did the snob, well, I only drink this IPA that's, you know, there's only 20 of these and this, this bourbon barrel, this and that. He's like, no, yeah. I don't care. But,
1: yeah. <laughs> right. Try this beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's what it should be. I mean, that that is right. that is what it should be. Yeah. Yeah,
0: you know, and it doesn't always work out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, hey, you know what though? You you, you can't be afraid to try, yeah, right? right? Yeah, no, you can kind of... <laughs> Yeah. So you had mentioned uh, the pairing of the food, which is a key, too, because uh, my wife, um, she's not a huge beer person, um, but she, it's always a matter of, hey, let's go here to have some beers and let's, then we'll go here, you know, meet in the middle, right? We compromise. Right. Um, but, uh, but when we were coming here, I'm like, no, I'm telling you, the food is going to be phenomenal, too, just uh, from what everybody's told me. And she was blown away. Um, and you guys have wine. That's a big key too, because you go to a lot of places that it's just beer, like you were saying before. We
0: have four psalms on
1: staff. What's a uh, what? Uh, what? Sommier. We have four psalmiers oh, wow. okay. on okay. staff. Uh, yeah.
0: Two level one or beginner psalmiers, if you will. Have, I don't know if I'm putting that correctly. Probably not. Uh, two two level one psalms, uh, and then two advanced psalms. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, and I and I, I I hired with that in mind when we you know when we hired and it's important. Because, uh, well, we do have a big wine program as well. I want people to come in and if, if, uh, if you're into beer and she's into wine or she's into IPAs and you want a good stiff Cabernet, I can, I can accommodate you both. And I have people who can tell you about both. Now, having said that, every one of my servers, if you look at the wall over here and all the little diploma-ish things, every one of my servers is a Cicerone certified beer server. I, I saw that, yeah. yeah. And, and they have to be, I require that within the first 30 days of their employment here. Uh, and of course, I pay for it, right, uh, right. But yeah. <laughs> I require it because I want people to, uh, to I want people to know when they're speaking to a server that if they have a beer question, it can be answered.
1: Okay, yeah, that's that's really that's that's amazing. I've never seen that before. Because as you were saying that, I was looking, and there are I think like eight of them on there. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I have eight servers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, yes. So that was a key. So for my wife, she's like, oh, they have wine too, and I in and, and local too, right? That's oh, a local focus. Uh, we have local wine. Okay. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So you have some local wines. we have some local wine. Yeah. Uh, We have a lot of local
0: spirits. Okay. uh, From the guys over at Arizona Distilling to the guys at Cask Works to the guys at Oso.
1: Yes, I saw Uh, those. And
0: all of our signature cocktails are all made with local spirits all of the time as well. Okay. Uh, I have have one signature mule that's made with Tullamore Dew because it happens to be my favorite Irish whiskey. Okay. Yeah. But other than that, every single signature cocktail we have is made with a local spirit.
1: Okay. Nice, nice. Yeah. And and that was another thing, too. You guys have signature cocktails like it's a cocktail program, like not just like, hey, let's mix this and this. It's once again, as with everything, there's a lot of care that goes into that a lot of deliberate effort to make phenomenal. Now, right. I can't. I can't.
0: Um, I can't make. A, I can't make any claims yet. But I've heard a small rumor that we're going to get an award here shortly for the best cocktail program in a bar that is not a cocktail bar.
1: Oh, really? Wow! <laughs> <laughs> is that all on the plaque? Yeah. Like that's yeah. All? <laughs> exactly. Right. So we'll see how that goes and where it comes up. Right. Right. That's awesome. So food, though, food is is a big part it's of. It's a huge part of it. Yeah. Of what we do yeah.
0: because we, you know, everything we build, we built around the kitchen. Uh, The oven burns nothing but wood, pecan wood, for the purposes of cooking. No gas. No cheating.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Again,
0: no freezer in this building. No microwave in this building. No fryer in this building. If we can't make it from scratch and put it in that oven and cook it, we simply don't do it. Oh,
1: nice. Yeah. And it shows. Stuff was great. like The um, the house-made mozzarella cheese. Um, house made every morning. Yeah, yeah. And you, there's a there's a few things you guys make like in house, right? Oh, the the dressings are made
0: here from okay. scratch. The sauces are made here from scratch. The dough is made here from scratch.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, the the again the mozzarella cheese is made here from scratch.
2: Yeah, yeah. And there's a yeah, cheese is ruined. The, yeah. the cheese as well. I'm a huge fan. I, I've come in here for a beer and a, a Caprese salad often and. I tried going to a market recently to buy some mozzarella cheese, and it just it was not the same. Right. <laughs> I, I have to have the cheese from here. Yeah. Thanks, James. Jeez. yeah.
0: I've spoiled you. He yeah. doesn't
2: mind it. No. He sees me come in.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but like
0: I said, he was customer number one. I should be spoiling him. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. The red carpet was rolled out. Yeah. So, I, so I saw Stefan in for, the parking For line. clarity's
2: sake, the honor is mine. Right? It is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so um, you got an oven back there, too. The, the pizza oven. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, which is huge. I love it oh really yes wow okay I would love to say we built that ourselves but
0: unfortunately we're not that clever okay
1: (laughs) maybe next go Mm round. but the pizzas are are phenomenal too um yeah everything is just you guys are doing things right here thank you so much yeah yeah this is great um you have events too, or happy hour? Like happy hour is pretty big happy too? Happy hour we do every day of the week, even the weekends,
0: okay. four to seven. And we run it okay. late. Instead of going two to four or three to six, we go four to seven. Okay. That way people have time and they don't feel rushed to get here for happy hour.
1: Yeah, yeah. And what kind of specials you have? Like what's uh, a- All
0: the beers are always a dollar off. Okay. Uh, the
1: pitchers are a dollar off even. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, uh, we have tons of food. And again, not crummy happy hour fried food that, you know, that, you know, bready happy hour food. Yeah. Real food, right. our food just a little less expensive for happy hour. Yeah. Um, uh, the wines, we have a great deal on wines, we have a great deal on well cocktails and things of that nature. We round it out pretty well. Okay. And our happy hour's have become pretty popular. We've been recognized by uh, USA Today as one of the best happy hours in Scottsdale. Nice. Yeah.
1: That's a big, that's a big, big thing. It is. Wow. Uh, uh,
0: for our first year open, uh, John Taffer and his uh, his restaurants and bar association, or bar and club association, okay. along with Yelp, gave us uh, Best new Arizona restaurant. Oh, nice! Which was nice. Yeah, that was Arizona cool. restaurant. Yeah. Wow. Uh, we've been recognized uh, by a few different uh, local local uh, writers here for our pizza. Okay. Dominic Armato over at the Republic, Jess Harder over at Mouth by Southwest, uh, for 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 doing good pizza. Yeah. You know, and uh, uh, knock on wood.
1: Yeah. Keep it keep it rolling then, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, thank you guys for joining both of you guys. This, this has been thank great. Thank you. Is there anything you guys want to add before, thank before you, we wrap Thank you, Arizona are...
0: Beer Jedi, for being here with me, brother.
2: Uh, <laughs> thank you for and having And might me,
0: I bro. add, you guys can't see him, but Stefan is looking rather sharp in his three-piece suit. He and is. And I feel a little underdressed for this interview.
2: Oh, yeah. Me too. I'm very excited to change because, like I said, I've had no sleep. So <laughs> Yeah. He's running on fumes. He's uh, Yeah.
1: It's, it's been I'm a while. I'm running on night. beer. All right, yeah, <laughs> Me too. Oh, and hopefully soon some of this food because um, I'm, I'm ready to eat some of this food for sure. But uh, guys. Guys, thank you so much for being here with
0: me yeah. and visiting Craft 64 and doing this here. Because, uh, hey, uh, you know, it's, I love beer.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, w- I want to add something and yes. you close out whatever the case is. But anybody that's that's never been here um, and they're looking for an excuse to come here, if you are a beer fan, I have had beer here first from breweries that I've wanted to try is the only place in the state that you're going to get most of the stuff that you can try here. So uh, if you're not coming in for the food, which you should, if you're not coming in for James's House beer, which you should, the other beer from Arizona is, is what you're going to want to come and, and check out because some of the stuff you can't get anywhere else.
1: Well, that's a really good point. I'm looking at some of these tap handles, and, like, uh, what's the Desert Dragon? That's a cider, right? That's, that's a local a cider. cider. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, you know, this is the first time I've actually been able to put a cider on uh, well, for, uh, because for the most part, uh, you know, there were no ciders in Arizona up until this year. And okay. Stefan here has actually been a huge advocate of the ciders. Yeah, yeah oh, that was, yeah, that was yeah, part yes. of our conversation uh-huh. on
2: day one. Are, are there any Arizona ciders? He's like, I can't get it. Yeah. Uh, and what
0: I would always tell people, they come in and they ask for a cider. And I'd say, well, I'm really sorry, but apples don't grow in the desert.
1: Right. <laughs> right. That's right. That's a good point. Yes, so but if, now people are making. Yeah,
2: yeah. Is, there's some interesting... Again, thanks to the craft beer scene here and where it's grown, and the contribution that James has had, cider is now also finding its its home here in Arizona.
1: Yeah, yeah, nice man. You're just your resume is what is it 16 pages pretty much of. You are the godfather of, of Arizona beer. Oh no Maybe no no. Let me, get, <laughs> let me get back to that. <laughs> all right all right all right. Because Stefan here called me the grandfather of
0: craft uh, beer in well, Arizona. I, I
2: like to I like to call him. The king. As
0: okay. As, as okay. As, as, but that's just simply not true. Mm. Uh, you talk about people like Ron, Ron sorry, Cloth, uh, who owns Papago Brewing. Uh, you talk about Uva, who's been brewing at Sunup for years. You talk about Anthony Kanakia, who worked at Four Peaks for years before opening Santan. You talk about Jim and Andy over at Four Peaks, because without them, this whole Arizona scene wouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Talk about people of that nature. Yeah. Um, some of these guys who have been brewing forever, like the guys at Prescott Brewing or the guys at Oak Creek Brewing, they were the godfathers of this. They were doing this long before it was cool.
1: Yeah. I mean, we yeah. did
0: Whole Foods before it was cool, but they did it long before that.
1: Right. Well, you're a big piece of it. Yeah. We'll we'll say that, and I think you'll accept that. You'll accept that one. I will
0: will accept your kind words.
1: (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) keep doing what you're doing. And I was going to say, and I hope everybody else
0: (laughs) does as well. Right?
1: (laughs) That's right. right. Um, Like BlackBridge, I don't think I've ever seen a tap for BlackBridge. Um,
0: Uh, They're they're out in, uh, oh, I apologize, where are they? Yeah, Uh, I know.
1: not uh, business. Kingman, Arizona. Kingman. I apologize. They're in yeah. Kingman,
0: uh, and what I've got from them is a wheat wine. Yeah. It is 14% alcohol by volume. Wow. Uh, it's a beast. Uh, it's beautiful. Uh, I call. I like to call it sweet heat. Sweet it's just heat. a tiny bit sweet. Uh, it's got the heat from the alcohol, okay. um, and we serve it in a wine glass. Actually, at six ounces t- at a time. Oh, and, and I can uh, admit because it is a wheat wine, and at fourteen percent, I can't serve any more than six ounces right, at a time. Right, right. Yeah. it's fun to have on top. I can yeah. admit that I am
2: I am one of those fans that I'm an ABV chaser. Okay. If it's yeah. a big number, I don't care what it is, I got to try it. I'm gonna go
1: for <laughs> it, and it's called Wicked Poison too. Wicked like, Poison of all yes, the names. It is. yeah. But uh, no, guys, this this has been great. Um, 6922, you said East Main Street? East Main Street. Old Town Scottsdale, Craft64, the number 64. 64.com.
0: 64. 64 ounces in a growler. That's all right, I was going to ask you. where yes, it came from. Yes,
1: okay, gotcha. So, Craft64.com. Uh, Instagram that I see you, is the big one is King James Swan. At King James Swan. And it was because, yeah.
0: honestly, uh, the Craft64 moniker had already been taken. Craft64 yeah. had been taken. Craft64 uh, Scottsdale had been taken. And it was like, well, shoot.
1: Right. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> you can say that. You can say whatever you That's want. That's right. Yes. Yes. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll I'll say, so I'm, I always like to try to do a, um, my official recommendations for this. And, and I would, and I'm sorry, I'm probably going to steal yours because I'll have you guys That's do it one too. Anything with the homemade mozzarella. That's usually it's something specific, but in this case, anything that involves that. Um, and then believe it or not, uh, my listeners know I'm not at. A huge fan, or haven't been a huge fan of sours? Mango pucker. That's my pick. You, were, you, Thank you, you, are, you are converting me, like one, one sip at a time. Hey, so all right, I take that. <laughs> yeah, Stefan, what would you say? What would you say to your two recommendations, of, food of, and drink?
2: The, the, oh, okay. I come in here. Uh, he sold me on the Fico. There's a there's two pizzas here. One is sweet. One is spicy. The okay. Aji and the Fico. But if you get the Fico. You're doing it with prosciutto, and there's no other way to do it. Okay. Um, Beer-wise... Sweet and salty. beer loving, if you will. Right now, <laughs> um, I have been all about the pucker. The pucker, That nice. pucker was just perfect. It came out in June. It was hot course you know we all know about the triple digits here <laughs> right. it was just the most it was the perfect thing to drink on a hot day so i've had several
1: sorry <laughs> <laughs> right. so that's two of us on the pucker so there you go. i know you probably don't like tooting your own horn but for me um, it's frolic okay uh the pale ale uh it's you know it's it's
0: i the older i get the less alcohol i want in my beer okay <laughs> uh, i want the hops i want the flavor i just don't want to feel like uh, uh, not a post in the next day because okay. I have to be at work gotcha. and I have to be. I just I have no choice. Here yeah, I am. Right. Uh, this is where I be. Uh, so having said that, uh, that's definitely number one. And honestly, number two for me is our blonde ale. Okay. Uh, uh, crafty blonde. I. It's one of the recipes I'm most proud of because I just feel like. If you can't get that beer right, everyone will know. There's, there's no way to hide anything in that beer. Interesting. Uh, it is yeah. going to be what it is going to be. And if you, and regardless, of, regardless of the flavor characteristics, uh, there's no hiding anything. It's, it's right or it isn't. Uh, and so gotcha. honestly, Frolic and Crafty Blonde are the two I'm most proud of. Okay. Um, just me personally. Right. Uh, now, lately when it comes to sales, it's been Hop Life. Smooth operator and that mango pucker. Okay. Um. It, 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 when it comes to uh, when it comes to the beer scene, right. And then the everyday people, it's the crafty blondes.
1: Okay.
2: Okay. Crafty blonde is definitely probably your most accessible. Oh yeah, gotcha. absolutely. Cra- Cra- big big craft beer fanatics are gonna love it, and, and anybody that's not into craft beer is gonna think. This is way better than anything else I've had. Is that blonde
0: you said? Crafty
2: blonde. Okay, That's what I'm gotcha. drinking right now. Now gotcha. if you don't mind, I
0: would just like to do a couple quick shout outs to people oh, who have been a big influence to me yep. in getting this started in making it work and, and, uh, and in having success here. Uh, okay. Doc, Derek Osborne, who was at BJ's Forever and now owns Petal, part of Pedal House with Julian Wright. Okay. Those guys are huge influences for me. Uh, oddly enough, coming from BJ's again, Jeff Huss, who is okay. Huss along with Leah. Yeah. Huge influences to me. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Kenucky at Santan, who was good enough to give me a job and uh, let me and let me experience everything we're doing right now. Because that's where it all began for me, really. Yeah. At Santan Brewing Company, it was huge.
1: Yeah, nice. I,
0: you know, uh, Chip Malola. Who worked at Santan for a long time, and now he's at Huss. I mean, up. It's it's like the Kevin Bacon connection here, isn't it? <laughs> Kevin, yeah. Uh, you know, Chip uh, was a big influence for me and helped for me at Santan, okay. uh, and and then moved on, and then moved on to Huss, and uh, is to me it's is just. Uh, I think they call him the minister of beer.
1: Oh, the minister. The okay. Minister of beer. Gotcha. I would agree yeah. with that.
0: Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah. Uva uh, and uh, and John over at Sunup. I mean, without them, we wouldn't be doing the beer we're doing. Yeah. And uh, and uh, and they're making. They're helping me make it possible ross over at sunup uh who is now the new head brewer okay uh you know big red bearded ross yeah i've Uh, seen that guy amazing guy Uh and and, and fantastic brewer the guy's been the hop school and yeast school really really understands his thing
1: the details like yeah it's the details oh absolutely yeah
0: uh and that's just a few and trust me there are quite a few more
1: yeah, nice, nice. Well, it's that it's beer community, and that's yeah. what I love about doing what I do is it was craft beverages, right? I did coffee, wine, and which is all great, but I just fell in love with this Arizona craft beer community. And just, like, everybody is all about everybody else, and it's so collaborative, and yeah, so... Um, so yeah, awesome guys. There you also,
0: and I thank you for being here with me.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I mean, I'm I'm enjoying every second of this, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get that pizza. That, that you pizza told is awesome. Yeah, that's uh, I'm I'm following your recommendation. So, um, guys, I'm thank have, you so much. I'm gonna have a piece. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
2: awesome. All right. Cool. Cheers.
1: Hey, thanks for listening to another episode. Hope you guys enjoy this. James is an awesome dude. That place is legit. Uh, that pizza they make out of that oven is... I'm a huge fan of pizza, and um, there's no exception there. <laughs> so it's good stuff. All great beers on tap. There are things there that I've, I've never seen on tap anywhere else uh, besides the actual brewery itself. Um, and it's kind of cool because there's some places that... Um, aren't close to us aren't accessible that are part of the arizona beer community and um they have things on tap from them so go check those guys out in old town um craft 64 also check out stefan control uh az beer jedi facebook page you can follow all of his action on there and, um, yeah, if you guys enjoy the show, once again, share it with a friend. Uh, rating and review always helps, too. Let's spread the word on Arizona beer. That's what, uh, what our goal is here. So, um, in the meantime, always remember, stay awesome.